Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang for the celebration of morning Mass here, which is, of course, the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Christopher Michael Kelly. A welcome uh, to the churches, uh, Mum and Dad, who are here with us, uh, Eddie and Marion. We welcome also his sister and brother. Louise and Mark, and also uh, Craig and Mary Claire, and the uh, nephews who are here, and all the family members. Welcome also uh, family friends who have joined us, and of course uh, Christopher's friends and colleagues uh, from work and different parts of his life as well. Today we're united in this church uh, by great sadness at the early death of Christopher, but we're also united in the joy of his life, uh, which has united us in many different ways, uh, through family, friendship, work, and different uh, things that Christopher himself was involved in. And today, above all else, we remember the joy of his life, 
and the joy that it's brought uh, to all of your lives in a very special way. In that sense, each of us have been blessed by his life. To begin the Mass then, this Mass is a Mass of thanksgiving for life. But first of all, we call to mind the times in which we've been unworthy for the gift of life that God has given to each of us. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery your servant, Christopher, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. There is a, a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What does a worker gain from his or her toil? I have seen the burden of God has laid on his people. God has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he put eternity into human mind. Yet even still, we cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know there is nothing better for a person than to be happy and to do good while they live, that everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their work. That is the gift of God. The word of the Lord.
and he will raise you up on eagles' wings. reading from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, about those who have fallen asleep, so that you may not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, so will God through Jesus. Bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Indeed, we will tell you this on the word of the Lord, that we who are alive who are left until the coming of the Lord will surely not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself, with a word of command, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God, will come down from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds 
to meet Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, console one another with these words. The word of the Lord. Please stand. According to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you, and after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. As mentioned at the evening service uh, last night, one of Christopher's great passions, perhaps his greatest passion in life, was running. It was the kind of running that took place over long distances, the kind of running that needed stamina, endurance, and also mental strength. Imagine not being a runner myself, It was a kind of thing that you needed commitment to keeping your fitness levels up. And although competing up against others, it's almost as if you are always competing against yourself, pushing yourself to new levels, overcoming the terrain and the elements. I think in this type of running there is an exhilaration and joy. The person feels himself alive and strong. Imagine that there is something deeply satisfying in the race itself, but also in the race that is run to the finishing line where it is crossed. You have achieved something very significant, something worthwhile, something deeply satisfying, and something very fulfilling. When we think of Christopher, the runner today, we think of him alive, joyful, and content. It's an image that stays with us and it sums him up. 
person who was strong, fit, focused, well, a young man who knew the joy of life. Today in church, we are thinking of the race which is life itself, in which all of us are engaged. Like any race, it turns out to be a test of endurance. It seems long and hard at times. But there's also, for all of us, the crossing, the finishing line, the moment when the race itself ends. But in this place, we realise that there is a greater joy that awaits us at the end. Not just the joy of completing something that is hard, but the joy of feeling ourselves alive, fully alive at the end. The joy of the Creator himself who waits for us and loves us at the end and the finishing line. Today we hear those simple words of the Gospel, a kind of quiet reassurance that at the end, whatever the end is, God will be there waiting for us. He holds our hand, welcomes us in, the race is over, the terrain is covered, we can stop running now, for we have reached our destination. Christopher Michael Kelly was born on the 8th of August 1982. He was a child of Eddie and Marion Kelly. His brother and sister, Louise and Mark, are here with us also. Although strangely enough sickly when he entered into the world, he soon was on an even keel. He even apparently survived being kidnapped by his sister as a baby, being dumped in the pram, being driven round the garden at high speed. Maybe that was the start of the extreme sports that he liked. (laughs) He spent his formative years at St. Leonard's Primary School and St. Bride's Secondary School in East Cabride. Early educational reports tell that he was boisterous and chatty, although later on he seems to have settled down to work. To his mum, I think he never seemed quite academic. That could be because he played loud music while he was supposed to be studying I think his mum thought that he would never get his hires. Uh, and at one stage she said, I will eat my, heat, my hat if that boy gets his hires. He did get them. She was good enough to say, fetch me the salt and pepper. His immediate desire was to become an apprentice engineer at Rolls-Royce. That also seemed an unlikely possibility, given the number of people who had applied for the post. And, of course, there were few posts. Again, he confounded others and took one of the places and thrived, fitted in well with older colleagues and moving with others when the plant transferred from East Kilbride. He enjoyed the work. He was a hard worker and well thought of. His own manager described him as committed, punctual, punctual, competent and well-liked. He was with his company of Rolls-Royce for 19 years. All his working life, he himself uh, was uh, very well acquainted with the job and liked it very much indeed. The firm itself was good to him. Even in those latter months with a sporting injury, they were kind and considerate to him. He left his home at the early age of 23 to live in a flat. He enjoyed the independence and organised things 
in the way that he wished them to be organised. He had a number of friends whom he kept close with all of his life. His two closest friends were John and Sean, who are here with us today. There was a competitive side and competitive edge to his nature. He would like to win things, and he wasn't one very often for backing down. A bet would be made, perhaps collecting even Panini stickers for the World Cup. A fortune was spent collecting them. The bet itself had to be won. He liked to win in competitions. He was highly knowledgeable in them, even to entailing challenging the answers uh, when necessary. He liked music and had a diverse uh, interest in music, eclectic choice, Cors, Rodrigo, Gabriela, and even although he probably would want this kept hidden, Shakira. <laughs> he particularly liked films and movies and had an encyclopedic knowledge of films, actors, directors, and storylines. He liked sport, particularly tennis, and was such an avid fan of tennis that he would rise early in the morning to watch those different tennis games. He dreamed of going to Wimbledon as a fan rather than a player, but was never lucky enough to draw one of those places for the tickets. Although he did enter family numbers in the ballot in order to get a ticket, but was never even then lucky. He would really stop at nothing. He had an interesting uh, life in betting, and would like to think himself as somebody who'd worked out a winning formula and could calculate the odds. Strangely enough, he was quite lucky and maybe had worked out a winning system. His running itself was a big part of his life and he competed in races here at home and abroad, Frankfurt, Berlin and Paris. He competed in 10Ks, in half marathons and completed also six marathons. Apparently, he was always trying to beat his dad's personal best of three hours and 12 minutes. He always claimed that well, there's never really any independent proof that his father had did this time. <laughs> the jury's still out. He liked being with family. He liked being with Mark, climbing the hills, fishing with dad and Mark, in the mountain glens. He liked family occasions, being at dinner, and especially at Christmas. He loved his family very much, his mum and dad, his brother and sister, their spouses, nephews and nieces, the extended family, and they loved him very much indeed too. Some people in life get a long life, and some people get a short life. You can have a long life, as you know, and not do very much. You can have a short life and cram so many things in. We think of Christopher today, who has achieved much in the course of his life that God gave him. But to all of us, it seems all too short a life. There is a picture on your booklet, uh, if you have one, of Christopher, hanging off the CNN Tower in Toronto. It's a picture that perhaps sums him up. Fully alive, 
thrilled at doing something different and new, happy and joyful. That's the picture that we have in our mind's eye of him. Joyful, alive, fully alive. In our faith today, we are invited to think of him as joyful and fully alive now. For he has crossed the finishing line. The race is completed. He is joyful, alive in the presence of our loving God. If we have words to say to Christopher today, perhaps they would be these. Thank you, Christopher, for your life, which many people have shared in. Thank you for the joy that you have brought to the hearts of your mother and father, brother and sister, and relatives. Thank you for being a wonderful son and a wonderful brother. Thank you for being a wonderful friend. Thank you also for the quirky things that you liked in life, your competitions, your betting, your films, your music, and your quizzes. Bless you for all that you have achieved in your life, your working life, and your sport that you loved so much. We would want you to know that your life has been a blessing to the many people that you have known and loved. May God bless you for in your going from this life. Rest in peace now. The race is finished. The, crossing li- the, cross- the finishing line has been crossed. May you know the peace and favour of God. And may you know the peace and love that he alone can give. Rest in peace, Christopher Michael Kelly. Please stand. (coughs) Let us come to our loving Father, asking him to give eternal rest to the departed and comfort and hope to the living. For the family of the church, that we may grow in our faith in the power of Jesus over sin and death. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the leaders of nations, that they may promote peace and justice in the world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who mourn their loss, especially the family and friends of our brother Christopher Michael that their grief may be lightened by the risen Christ and his promise to unite us again in our heavenly home. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our brother, Christopher Michael, who sleeps in the Lord, that he may be raised up on the last day and receive the reward of his goodness. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. In silent prayer, Let us remember our personal needs and intentions. I ask you especially to remember in your prayers Anne Doherty, whose first anniversary of death is today. God of our salvation, you reward the just and console those who mourn. Hear our prayers in the name of your risen Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please be seated. We now join in singing our offertory hymn, 
Number six, four, one, take our bread. sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of Christopher, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge, who lives and reigns forever and ever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he is the salvation of the world, the life of the human race, the resurrection from the dead. Through him the hosts of angels share you, share your majesty, and rejoice in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, 
and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages. We may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Peace
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. We now join in singing our communion hymn, number 470, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. join in singing hymn number 413, Lay Your Hands Gently Upon Us. Lay your hands gently upon us. 
Please stand. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that, strengthened by it, our dear brother may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Just before the final prayers, just to say a word of thanks to everyone for coming today, and uh, it'll be a great consolation uh, for our family to see so many friends uh, here with them today uh, uh, uplift them in their sadness so thanks for coming this, uh, this morning
Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember Please join in singing our final hymn, number 706, Walk With Me.
Just as you calm the wind and walks upon the sea, conquer my leaving, Lord. Storms that threaten me. Walk with me, O、oh、my Lord, through the darkest night and brightest day. Be at my side, O、oh、Lord. Hold my hand and guide me on my way. Help me to pierce the mists that cloud my heart and mind. So. That I shall not fear the steepest mountainside. Walk with me, O、oh、my Lord, through the darkest night and brightest day. Be at my side, O、oh、Lord. Hold my hand and guide me on my way. Once you healed the lame and gave sight to the blind, help me when I'm downcast to hold my head up high. Walk with me, O、oh、my Lord, through the darkest night and brightest day. Be at my side, O.、Oh